Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. Season 4, Episode 2, and today we're going to actually talk about some shooting and how to teach shooting during the skill development session. So I actually have five tips on how to teach shooting, and I'm looking forward to this. There are so many different theories and thoughts and ideas on how to teach shooting and what you should and shouldn't do. And with me, I've been doing skill development for 17 years since or 18 years uh, in June uh, since 2001. And I've seen a lot and heard a lot, and I've done a lot of different things to try to teach shooting. Um, and so I'm going to share some of the insight that I have uh, when it comes to, to, to shooting. So, but before we get into that, got to mention real quick that my book, The Skill Development Playbook, is available for purchase. It is available for purchase. So make sure you go to my website, tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. And the book is available as a PDF. You can get the Kindle version or a paperback. If you go to my website, the links for for the purchase on either of those different versions are available. Um, the PDF is $3.95. The, the Kindle version is $3.99. And then the paperback is $9.99. But there's a lot of information. I have some free content to go with it. So be sure to go and check that out, uh, the Skill Development Playbook. All right, so let's get right into it. Five tips on how to teach shooting. Um, again, there are a lot of different theories when it comes to shooting, things that you should do and you shouldn't do. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, really, in my opinion, I think what happens is I think that as co- coaches and so-called experts, they see – uh, certain players in the NBA, which is at the highest level, which are supposed to be the, you know, the the best shooters in the world, best players in the world. They see that a player has a certain tendency or a certain habit, and they try to apply that to everybody. And I don't think that is necessarily necessarily true. I don't think you should do that. Um, every player is different. Players learn different. Player have players have different strengths coordination, um, hand-eye coordination, you know, body movements, uh, and it's it's all different. I think, uh, you know, you look at someone like Steph Curry and and what they've been able, what he's been able to do and how he's just really transformed the game. But this is just my theory. Um, It's worked for me over the last 17 years. I've had some really good players that I've helped develop with their shooting. And don't get me wrong, I don't think there's just one way to do it. I think you have to kind of, I think you have to understand what's going on with shooting um, and then be able to take a little bit from this, a little bit from there, and again, mix it all up and then come up with your own ideas and thoughts. But I will say this. So the, the big argument is usually when you catch the ball, should you dip it or not? When you catch the ball, should you have 10 toes to the rim or should you be turned? Uh, when you when you jump up to shoot, should you jump straight up and straight down or should you jump forward just a little bit? And there's a lot of different reasons for doing it one versus the other. Some would say, well, a player should do it a particular way because that's what Steph Curry do. Uh, people look at film of different players, but everybody's dip. Not everybody. Steph Curry is a is a generational shooter. 
I mean, he he's nobody. There's not going to be many players that's going to shoot like Steph Curry. Okay, there's not going to be many players that that plays like a Ray Allen. Uh, Ray Allen was the best shooter, one of the best shooters that I had ever seen when I was a kid. Uh, so I think you have to understand that even though it's great to see Steph Curry and it's great to reference him, you can't expect a 8, 9, 10, 11, or 12-year-old kid to do try to do things exactly like Steph Curry and get the same results. But I will say this, whatever theory or belief that somebody likes or dislikes, I, I will tell you that there are some things that are going to be uh, the same. I, I do believe there are some things that's going to be consistent. Number one is going to be balance. Anybody that's teaching shooting, I don't care what they feel or what they think is right. Well, they're talking about uh, feet square to the rim or you should be turned. If they don't say that you should have good balance when you shoot, then they they really don't have any clue of what they're talking about. So I think it's going to be balance. It's something that's similar no matter what theory you have. Nobody teaches players just to shoot off balance. Now, I know there are, I know Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, those type of players have shot off balance shots, but I'm pretty sure they don't go into the shot thinking, I'm going to shoot this off balance. Uh, but there are such good athletes and they have such good fundamentals that they can make up for shooting off balance. Okay. So uh, that's the first thing. Number one is going to be balance. And, and I hadn't gotten into my tips just yet, but this is just kind of giving you an overview. Uh, and then the second thing is going to be your follow-through. You need to have a good high follow-through. You got to snap your wrists. If whoever you're working with or whoever you're talking with and they're talking about shooting, I don't care if they talk about 10 toes to the rim or turn. I don't care if they're talking about straight up and down or, or jumping forward. I don't care if they're talking about catching it and not dipping the ball or if they're telling you to catch and dip. If if they are not agreeing with you on balance and a good follow through, a good snap of the wrist, then they don't they don't know what they're talking about. I don't care who it is. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I don't care how long they've been coaching. I don't care how many players they've coached. Those two things are gonna be that that's what you need when it comes to shooting. All these other different things, ten toes to the rim, turned, I I don't I it's it's just I think it just depends on the player, to be honest. But I would tell you this, if that player is not on balance, if that player doesn't have a good follow-through, good snap of the wrist, good high follow-through, hand underneath the ball, you know, snapping his wrist, then they're not going to be what I call a consistently good shooter. They're going to be streaky. Okay? So I don't care what theory you believe in. As long as you got those two things, I think you're going to be on the right track. Okay, pretty much, pretty much you're going to be on the right track. I think you can work with, you can work, you can do something with that. Okay. All right. So real quick, let's get on into it. Five tips on how to teach shooting. Number one, uh, they have to have proper form and technique. Got to teach proper form and technique. So this kind of goes into that theory. Do I want my players 10 toes to the rim? Do I want them turned? Uh, do I want them 
uh, to jump straight up and straight down? Do I want them to jump forward? And this all depends on the player. I just don't think that you could be married to just saying this is the only way to do it. Um, there are players, one player particularly, uh, used to play in the NBA years back, Bobby Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, played for Sacramento. I was watching him shoot one day, and he was um, like in an interview, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He was jumping up and shooting. Every time he would jump up and shoot, he would jump forward and he would land on one foot. So he was leaning back and he would jump up, lean back, land on one foot. I mean, but he was stroking it. I mean, he was hitting them. He was hitting six, seven, eight, nine, ten shots in a row. But what I hate is coaches sometimes would see that and be like, oh man, Bobby Jackson is killing. Or, oh man, this player is killing. This is what they do. I won't, I'm gonna teach that. No, you 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 can't. Um, that's something that that he's developed, but he's able to do that because he has the strength to jump forward, lean back. His upper body strength is is strong enough to get the ball there, and 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 he's he's worked on that. So, but but you have to figure out what it is that you want to teach when it comes to proper form and technique. Me, when I'm teaching a player from the ground up. From the ground up. I mean, they don't know how to hold the ball. They don't know how to stand. None, all of that. Then I teach them to get square to the rim. But at the same time, I know that throughout the course of the game, throughout the course of movement and action and all that, they're not going to always get 10 toes to the rim. It's just it's just not going to happen. Okay? It's not. Um, so do I tell a player that's got 10 toes to the rim that he's – that this is the only way to do it? No. No, I, I don't. If a player comes to me and, and they're turned, do I make them 10 toes to the rim? No, I don't do that either. Uh, now, if they're turned too much, then yes, we'll make a slight adjustment. There are some players that I have, I come in, I have them 10 toes to the rim, and the way they shoot is awkward has something I don't you know I don't know why that is it could be something to do with their coordination it has something to do with their lower body strength and then I tell them to turn just a little bit and it works but I don't do that for everybody so I kind of go back and forth between the two and I let I let that be determined by the player I don't always just force what I do or what I think they should do on the player I start with one I see how they how they respond to it, how they react to it. Does it fit? Does it look and does it feel natural? And if it look and feel natural, then that's what we go with. Okay. But proper form and technique. So we start with the feet. We work on the grip. Um, I think it's important to get your hand underneath the ball uh, when you're hand in the middle of the ball, towards the middle of the ball, lifting it up, getting your hand underneath the ball, pushing the ball, elbow above your your eyebrows, wrist up and over the front of the rim. Um, you don't want your follow through straight up in the air where you have to look up and see it. You don't want your follow through down below, down below your eyes where you're looking down to see it. It needs to be up at a good about 45 degree angle. So, or. I don't know what degree that could be, 45, 50 degrees, I don't know. But it needs to be at a good angle uh, where you can see it from the corner of your eyes when you're looking up at, at, the, uh, at the rim. So 
proper form and technique. Um, you know, I don't tell the players to look at the front of the rim. I don't tell them to, to look at the back of the rim. I just tell them the eyes on the rim. Um, you know, when I played, I just picked up the rim. I had some coaches used to tell me, you know, you know, pick out the front of the rim or find the back of the rim. And, and so if you shoot it long, you have a better chance of making it. Or if you shoot it, and I, I didn't, I didn't believe all that. I just, I shot the basketball. I worked on my mechanics. I worked on my technique and I just shot the basketball. Um, another one that I don't, I don't really stress with players is whether to keep your eyes on the rim or follow the ball. I follow the ball, but I don't follow the ball as soon as I release it. Once the ball comes out of my hands and the ball is about halfway there, my eyes get fixed on the ball. But I don't teach that. I don't tell players to follow the ball. So, you know, it just every every player is different. All right. So after you have proper proper form and technique and, and I go through the whole thing and I could spend a whole I could spend a whole episode just talking about that, but uh, you want to start with proper form and technique. Um, and when you're teaching players, you know, starting them in close, you know, but everybody has different, different way of doing that. I heard a coach uh, on YouTube. I was watching the video the other day on YouTube and a coach was saying he didn't like one hand form shooting. He didn't see the point in it. I do. I like one hand form shooting. So, but anyway, you know, it just, uh, make sure you have proper form and technique, good balance with your feet. I like my feet no wider than your hips, maybe a little bit wider than your hips, but I don't really like shoulder width apart. I think that that gets a little too wide. Um, good grip on the ball, hand in the middle of the ball, left hand on the side of the ball, uh, lifting the ball up, uh, extending up all the way up through your toes, uh, that basketball coming off your fingertips and having a good high follow through. All right, tip number two. We're talking about five tips on how to teach shooting. Footwork. Footwork, footwork, footwork. Footwork is is probably one of the most important things. I have a good well, I well, I have a uh another trainer that I know. And he says if a player comes in with to work with him and they're struggling, he starts with their feet. If a player comes in with me and they're struggling, I like to make sure their form, their shooting form is is on tap. Is intact, you know, their follow through and everything. Um, so, you know, it's different philosophies. You know, uh, we didn't argue about it. I didn't try to convince him that my way was better or he didn't try to convince me that his way was better. Just we looked at it two different ways. Uh, I eventually worked my way down to their feet and he eventually worked their way, worked, worked his way up to their follow through. But we're after the same goal, we're just starting at different points. But footwork. Making sure you can catch the ball on balance, making sure that you step into it in rhythm, whether it's a one-two step or off a or off a jump stop or off a hop. Um, I will say with players, I try not to use the word jump stop. I try to use the word quick hop because when a lot of times players jump, I've seen players when they jump, they jump straight up, their knees lock out, and then they land on the balls of their feet, and then when they jump again to shoot. They don't have any spring. It's just kind of like they don't really get up. And they're landing off balance. And so, I, you know, again, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get into that too much, but, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, 
but you got to have good footwork. So I work with players shooting off of different foot patterns. It could be something as simple as backpedaling uh, and then running in, catching and shooting. Or it could be starting on the perimeter, just running in, catch and shoot off a left, right, off a right, left, or off a hop. It could be shuffle to the right, step into it, catch and shoot. Shuffle to the right, hop into it, catch and shoot. Shuffle to the left, step into it, catch and shoot. Shuffle to the left, hop into it, catch and shoot. Um, it could be, if if we're not including the dribble, I can have players run forward to a spot, backpedal, and then shuffle. So if a player runs to a spot, let's say they are on the wing, and let's say they run to the elbow, backpedal to the wing, and then shuffle, uh, that's going to simulate they driving the basketball, they make a pass, they exit back to where they were, and then let's say someone else is driving the ball, and then they're relocating down towards the corner. Uh, so it's a lot of different ways with your feet uh, that you can work on. So I would, I would, I often think of different foot patterns that they would have to go through. You know, they may go from the wing to the top of the key, catch and shoot. So if they're going to the wing, they may catch with their inside foot, square up and shoot. Or they may uh, run from the wing to the top of the key, catch it off a hop, and then shoot. And then we have to do those things off the dribble. You know, dribbling with your left hand, stepping into it right, left. Dribbling with your left hand, stepping into it left, right. Dribbling with your left hand, coming to a hop. Dribbling with your right hand, stepping into it right, left. Dribbling with your right hand, stepping into it left, right. And dribbling with your right hand off a hop. Uh, when we talk about footwork, sometimes we'll talk about a crossover. You're going right to left. And your first step will be your right foot working on a crossover step. So we'll... They'll cross over, step into it right, left, no extra dribble, pull up and shoot. Dribble with your left hand, cross over, step into a left, right, pull up and shoot. Um, or you may cross over right to left, take one more dribble and step into a right, left, take another dribble, step into a left, right, take another dribble, hop into it. So it's just so many different foot patterns that you want to work on. And when you're doing that, you want to make sure in the beginning that you're on balance. So you may start slow, you may go half speed, then as you get it, you pick up pick up speed, go into three-quarter speed, and then you may go a little bit faster. But just different foot patterns that players may have to may have to do. They can catch the ball with their back to the basket, you know, do an outside pivot, square up and shoot. They can do an inside pivot, square up and shoot. You can do an inside pivot, you can do like Carmelo used to do a lot at Denver and in New York. Catch at the mid post, you know, inside pivot, jab, pull up and shoot. Just working on different things that you would do with your feet before you shoot and making sure that you're on balance and you're getting some elevation and you're able to get off a good shot. All right, so let's move to number three. Uh, five tips on how to teach shooting. Number one was proper form and technique. Number two was footwork. Number three, game shots from game spots at game speed. Now, I know this is a cliche. You hear coaches talk about this all the time. You got to get up game shots from game spots at game speed. Um, well, I want to tell you something right now. You cannot replicate or simulate game speed in practice. You just can't do it. It's too many factors that affect how a player moves in a game. There's the adrenaline 
anticipation, there's anxiety, there's the crowd, there's the environment, there are teammates, there's, you know, music could be playing on the PA, there could be a band playing, the cheerleaders, um, it could be where they're playing, the type of game, is it a championship game, or is it a, a, a team that's not very good? Are they pumped up for it because they're playing a robbery? Or are they an underdog? So there's a lot of things that's going on that affects how a player plays in a game. I understand the statement, but that statement is that's actually very difficult to do. Um, but when you are in season, when you're getting up game shots from game spots, so basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to mimic shots that players would get in the game. So... When player the, the shots that we are trying to mimic could be if a player um, within the offense are getting shots off of a pin down or if they're getting shots off of a wide pin down or if they're getting shots off of a flare. Um, so we're talking about game shots from game spots. And when we say game speed, basically, you know, you don't want to jog to your spots. You want to go full speed. Now. That is also going to depend on how they are shooting those shots. If the player is struggling with balance, if they're struggling with their mechanics, if they're struggling with their footwork, don't be afraid to slow them down. And then as they get it, you can speed them back up. Um, so game shots from game spots at game speed, to me, it's a cliche. You hear it all the time. Uh, but... I mean, yes, you got to get up those shots. You you got it, but you're going to try your best. Try to get the player to go as fast as they can. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to mimic or you don't want to jeopardize proper form and technique and balance for speed. Okay. All right. Number four, random shooting drills. So when I say teaching, uh, and also this is this is touching on drilling, how to drill shooting in your skill development session. So random shooting drill. So when I say random shooting drill, I don't mean like a ball uh, uh, shooting off the dribble and then three pointers, and you know, but I mean random shots. So if I wanted to, my player to work on some catch and shoot, typically we're not going to stand in one spot and get, get up 10 shots. I typically only do that with players that are really learning how to uh, shoot the basketball if they are needing a lot of reps and we're wanting them to get up reps then I would do that but if this is a player that understands how to shoot they have good footwork they have you know pretty good form and mechanics then we're going to do random shooting drills so they may catch one at the at the corner then the next shot may be at the elbow another shot may be up top the next shot may be on the wing another one may be at the elbow then they may be on the other side at the corner. There may be another one at the elbow, another one right in front of the rim. Just random spots. There's no particular place I want them to shoot the ball. Um, they're just going to move from spot to spot. Now, I do this different ways. I try to keep them square towards the rim. So instead of them shooting, and I want you to try to imagine this, players in the corner they shoot from the corner, and then they turn and run to the elbow. I don't like for players to do that uh, because I'm making the passes. A lot of times I'm making the passes from underneath the basket. 
And that's something else with shooting. Coach, if if you can, if you're a coach or a parent, try to make your passes from different spots on the floor. Uh, we always make passes from underneath the basket because the person is rebounding. So that's where the pass comes from. But that's not typically where we are when we pass. The passes doesn't always come from the post. They usually come from the perimeter. So sometimes you got to get the rebound, hustle out, dribble out somewhere, and make a pass to them. Um, but I try to get them to stay square. Sometimes it's kind of shuffle along. I pass it to them. They step into it and shoot. Sometimes it's left, right. Sometimes it's right, left. Sometimes they're catching and shooting off the hop every time. But whatever it is that we're doing, I try to get them to stay square to the rim. Um, but then there are some drills where I get the rebound. They'll go back to a spot and or a different spot, and I tell them to wait till I get out on the perimeter. Then they'll cut, and then I'll pass it to them. But – uh, random shooting drill. So they're not going to shoot just the same shot over and over again. Or it may be a drill where they start at half court, you know, run to the corner, catch a shoot, run to the elbow, catch a shoot, go to the wing, get into a one dribble pull up, and then repeat on the other side. So those are three random shots that they're going to get. And, you know, we would we could do that for makes, for shots, or for time. Okay. So random shooting drills. So we're on to number five, five tips on how to teach shooting. And uh, the first one was proper form and technique. Number two was footwork. Number three was game shots at game spots at game speed. Number four is random shooting drills. And number five, seven shots players should master. Every, uh, seven shots every player should master. All right. And you have spot ups, on the move, off cuts, in transition, off the dribble, free throws, and finishes at the rim. So let me go through those one more time. I'm going to go through them one at a time. Seven shots players should master spot-ups. So the, the spot-ups are just basically what I was just telling you just a minute ago, running to a spot, you know, or just being ready to shoot in the spot, catching it, coming up to shoot. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing what's called block shooting, okay? It, everything that you do in a skill session – it has to be based on your goal or objective, okay? Your goal or, object, or, or objective. So if a player is struggling with their shooting, do they necessarily have to get more shots up in a block shooting form? And what I mean by that is they stand in one spot, they catch and shoot 10 shots. They start in the corner. Then they go to the wing, catch and shoot 10 shots. Then they go to the elbow or to the top of the key and they work their way all the way around. If that's how they are getting their shots uh, up in practice or, you know, with the parent or with the coach. And then in a the game, their shots are on the move and off the dribble and they're struggling. The drill that you're doing in practice is not translating or tr not translate, transferring over to the game. So we have to make sure that what it is that we're trying to accomplish is is being drilled in the in the training session. So it's like me saying, I got a player to come to me and say, Coach, I'm struggling with my ball handling. You know, when the teams pressure me, you know, I lose control of the ball. Uh, I can't get to my spots. And I say, okay, well, we need to do more stationary ball handling. The stationary ball handling is not going to help you against pressure. 
the stationary ball handling or the stationary dribbling is going to help you with, you know, maybe some technique, maybe some form, but it's not going to help you against pressure. So we have to make sure that our, whatever our goal is, our process to reach that goal has to match. So uh, spot-ups, I like to do spot-ups. I like to do block shooting, but I but my goal for it is not to improve their shooting in game per se. It's more of if I want to get up high reps and if I want them to make sure that they are getting uh, reps on their mechanics. So if I say, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're getting off a little bit on your follow through or you're stepping into it, but you're not stepping into it like you're supposed to be. Let's, let's just get up some reps on this. And then after we do that a few times, then what I would do is I would transition into a different type of drill where they're on the move and, but they're still working on Stepping into it or shooting off dribble, whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. Okay, so you got spot ups. Spot ups are just I'm gonna be in I'm gonna be in the spot. I'm catching and shooting. Um, I'm just I'm right here. Now you can move from one spot to another. It can be random, but you are spotting up to shoot. Think of it in the sense of you're on the wing. If you're in a game, you're on the wing. Somebody drives. You don't have to move. They throw it to you. Catch and shoot. Okay. All right, another shot on the move. Now, on the move um, is more of I'm playing off of penetration. Okay, I am moving. Okay, I, I, I am moving in relation to the ball. So I could feed the post and I could move down towards the corner. Um, I could swing the basketball, somebody could drive, and I could drift to the corner. Or there could be penetration, and I could lift, and I could catch and shoot. Um, I could drive, kick, and then relocate somewhere to the perimeter, or like an exit cut like Steph Curry does a lot, and then I could get the ball back and then shoot. So on the move is I'm, I'm moving. I don't have a – I'm not moving off of a particular cut. I'm not coming off a screen. It's just there's some type of movement going on, and I'm getting to an open spot so I can catch and shoot. Okay? The other one is off of cuts. Okay? Off of cuts. This could be a pass to the post. I can cut, um, get it back, and it, you know, and I could I could finish. This could be um, I could V cut, I can L cut and get open, catch and shoot. Um, it could be a shallow cut, you know, against, you know, against a zone or a deep cut against the zone. Um, it could be a number of different things, any type of cut that you could come up with or think of that you would want them to work on. Um, they can, they can work on that and it doesn't have to be on a perimeter. They could be underneath the basket and not receive a screen and you want them to work on a particular cut. And then when they catch it, they're squaring up to shoot. Okay, so we got seven shots every player should master spot ups on the move, off cuts, in transition. So um, if you are a wing player, you want to run the wing hard, you may catch at the wing, shoot the three. Or you may catch in the deep corner, shoot the three. Or um, it may be, it could be a layup. And, and we're going to get into finishes at the rim. 
But it could be a number of different shots that, that you may would get in transition uh, running the floor hard. So, you know, typically most teams will have some type of secondary fast break. So whatever your secondary fast break is, if you're running the wing, that's a, that's a shot that – or if you're running the floor, that's a shot you want to work on. Off dribble. Off dribble is another one. Just it could be a one dribble pull up, two dribble pull up, one dribble change of direction. Um, it could be step backs. You know, it could be pump fake, one dribble pull up. It could be a number, a number of different things. And I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I think this is one of the best ways to teach shooting off the dribble. A lot of times we see players like a Steph or. Kyrie Irving, Damon Lillard. Um, we see all these guys, and they're so unique because their dribble is like it's on a string, and they do all these different things. But here's here's what I tell, here's what I do when I work with players when they're shooting off the dribble. I have them master a one and two dribble pull up. We do that first. I want you to be able to go one dribble, pull up, off the dribble. We work on the footwork, off the dribble, and out of triple threat. Because the footwork is the same. The footwork is the same. If you're in triple threat and you get into a one dribble pull-up going right or one dribble pull-up going left, your footwork is going to be the same as if you're off the dribble. Okay? Uh, it's, it's the same. I'm going to get into that, but it's, it's the same. Footwork is footwork. So we master a one dribble pull-up. Master a two dribble pull-up. Now... The dribble part, the between the legs cross, the in and out cross, that's to create separation. A lot of times or sometimes players will go in and out cross and then they take that one more dribble and pull up to shoot. So the in and out cross is not what you're shooting off of. You're shooting off of the one dribble that you take after you make your move. So if you can master the one dribble, pull up, whatever you do before that, it shouldn't have any effect on your shot. If you work on that dribble move to where you can go in and out, cross, and take a dribble, um, once you take that dribble, you're, you're pulling up to shoot. That's if you want to shoot out the dribble. Now, the higher the level you go and the players get taller, the court get quote-unquote smaller because the players are, are longer, they're bigger, they're more athletic, then when you go in and out cross, you need to be able to pull up. Okay. Um, and that's that's like the next step. So when I'm working with a player, if they're young, if they're 10, 11, 12, 13, then we work on that. But it also depends on how how much coordination they have, how well is their footwork, how's their hand and foot coordination. If that's working really well, that's okay. You can go right into shooting it without having to take that extra dribble. But if you do that, if you learn, if you master the one dribble pull-up, the two dribble pull-up, whatever dribble move you put before it's just to create space. And that's how I teach players shooting off the dribble. And typically, once they learn that, once they learn that footwork, once they learn that coordination with their hands and their feet, um, they, un they understand a pound dribble, then they're able to do it pretty well. Okay? Okay. Uh, Next shot, everybody's got to master's free throws. Uh, 
Look, if a player has good form and good technique and they have confidence, they should be able to shoot a decent percentage from the free throw line. But the free throws where you say, okay, you tell a player, hey, just go to the free throw line and shoot 10 free throws. If you're, if you're doing it at the end of practice or tell them to shoot 20 free throws, that's not how you're going to shoot them in the game. So my suggestion is if you're in a team setting and when your team is scrimmaging, try to get them to shoot free throws in between, you know, within that within that scrimmage. Somebody get fouled and go to the free throw line. Even if you don't let them shoot two, let them shoot one, let them shoot it. Um, or do some type of shooting game. I don't really care too much for all right, everybody on the baseline, John, come out here and shoot. If you miss it, your team got to run. I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like that. But I do like. Uh, there's a couple of drills I have on my blog that I talk about some shooting drills that gives the players a little bit of pressure, makes them think, and makes them. Well, I ain't gonna say makes them think, but it makes them concentrate more. Um, so you know those. You know you want to have something to where those players have to really concentrate on what they're doing. Because a lot of times if you say, okay, guys, we got six baskets in here. I want y'all to split up two at a basket and shoot 10 free throws and rotate. Those guys are not concentrating. Those guys are girls. Majority of them are not going to concentrate on what they're doing. They're just going to go out there and goof around and shoot free throws. And then when they get in the game, uh, they may not shoot the ball well. So you want to do something to make them have to really concentrate on what they're doing. And then the last thing is finishes at the rim. So real quick, I tell players that are three three angles to the rim. You got both sides in the front. You want to be able to shoot with your right hand off your right foot, off your right hand, off your left foot, and your right hand off both feet. And then you want to do the same thing with your left hand. Left hand off your right foot, left hand off your left foot, left hand off both feet. And if you're able to do that, it gives you six finishes. Six finishes at all three angles of the rim. That gives you 18 finishes. And that does not include up and unders, reverses, floaters, runners, you know, baby hooks, all the different types, scoop shots. It doesn't include any of that. So at the very minimum, you know, you could be able to, you could have 18 finishes. And then once you start adding these other different finishes at the rim, you can easily have 30 finishes, 30, 35 finishes at the rim. But you have to be able to finish at the rim. Uh, one way to do that or to, to make sure that players are trying in different ways is when they're going to the rim to finish, you know, don't let them just do a right-hand layup every time. Even if they're on the right side, have them use their left hand. Have them do a pump fake. Have them come off two feet. Have them do a reverse. Um, if you have the capability, have a defender run at them, and then they have to finish over the defender. You know, so just having those type of ways to finish at the rim and that defender could come at different angles don't have him do the same thing every time sometimes he tries to block it another time he may reach for it. another time he may try to run in front of him another time he may try to take a charge and the, and the offensive player has to sidestep him um sometimes he try to block him from behind sometimes he may come from a different angle so just different ways for that so that defender can be accustomed to trying to finish over defenders that's attacking them from different angles. So you got to be able to finish. So the seven shots every player should master, spot-ups, on the move, off-cuts, in transition, off-dribble, free throws, and finishes at the rim. So that is it. Uh, five tips on how to teach shooting. 
again, number one, they got to have proper form and technique. Number two, you got to have good footwork. Number three, you got to get up game shots at game spots at game speed. Number four, you got to mix in some just some random uh, shooting drills, you know, just shooting in a variety of different shots. And those shots can be, you know, on the move and a spot up. It could be a three or whatever. And then you got seven shots players should master. That's spot ups, on the move, off cuts, in transition, off dribble, free throws, and finishes at the rim. And real quick, those seven shots can be done. What five of those seven shots um, can be done inside or outside the three point line. So finishes at the rim, you can't do outside the three point line. And free throws, you can't do the three point line. But the other shots, you can do it as threes or you can do them inside the three point line. So that's what I have for you today. Uh, five tips on how to teach shooting. Uh, and before I let y'all go, be sure to follow me on social media. On Twitter, I am on uh, my handle is at NBNBball. Also, I have I have another page. It is at Coach TJ Jones. On Instagram, it's at NBNBball. I'm also on Snapchat. Now, before I be, before I go uh, any further on Instagram, I do have you know a few pictures and whatnot, but I, I'm typically more active on the um, my story. So if you're, you need to follow me and see my stories and I post different stuff. And um, so, and also if you have a question, you know, you can send me something on Instagram. I, I have a couple people that send me questions from time to time and I have no, no problems with that. So just let me know if you have a question or a comment or you need some advice on something. And then on Snapchat, it's Coach TJ Jones. Not real active on Snapchat. So I'm subject to go a couple of days without going on there. So if you need to contact me, the best way to do it would be through uh, Instagram or my email. And i get that to you in just one second. I'm also on LinkedIn. So you can look me up, TJ Jones. Um, I have two websites. My NBN uh, basketball website is nbnbball.com. That just has information on my on my training and, and things of that nature. Uh, tjonesfirm.com is my other website. Uh, I do some consulting and some speaking. So if you need any type of advice on consulting or uh, some skill development, just shoot me an email. That, e- that email address is info at tjones, T-J-O-N-E-S, firm.com. Uh, shoot me an email. I'd be glad to help you out in any way that I can. Well, I appreciate it. That is it uh, for episode number two. If y'all have any questions, be sure to reach out. Until next week, God bless.